Up until this point, we've talked a lot about the structure of our business. We know what we're good at. We know what we probably shouldn't do, but the phone still isn't ringing. Well, it's time we change that. In this episode, we share five surefire ways to get the phone ringing and clients knocking down your door. And we're doing all of this via networking. guys, what's up? I am TJ. And I'm Justin. Welcome to the Talking Pixels podcast, helping you take your photography from hobby to a career. Last episode, we kicked off with a new segment called Pints and Pixels, where you know we kind of hung out with another photographer who has a successful business, and they shared with us kind of our journey. So you know, for you guys, we want to know in the comments or via social media, like what were your key takeaways from that? But Justin, what were your key takeaways? I mean, this, this, that was just as much, I don't know about you, but that was a learning experience for me as much as it was for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Logan is a good friend of mine and he has been an inspiration to me as, as long as I've known him. I, I met him through Instagram, through networking, which is actually today's topic, but um, I met him through Instagram and every single time I've talked to him, I've gained something new out of it. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's a wealth of information, um, but he's very candid and real and he is very he does not hesitate to answer any questions in regards to business. He's an open book. So I take any chance I can get to talk to Logan and pick his brain about business because I think, you know, I don't know if there's just one thing that I took away from that, but the whole, it was very candid. It was very real organic. Like it was, um, it got kind of dark in times too. Like he got into some very heavy places with it, but I think it was, um, it's all good stuff because it, it shows that it's not always like sunshine and, happiness when you're building a business there's going to be some difficult times that you have to work your way through and he presented some ways that you can build yourself and get through those tough times um but i did actually pick up the book that he uh um recommended i think it's oh, yeah. creative calling by chase jarvis yeah, chase i picked jarvis that up book. and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah i was reading it last week uh, and it's a great book um and, and it's really funny i identify with chase jarvis in a way that i didn't know that i did just based off reading it um and we have a, a lot of similar viewpoints on things so it was a it was a book that i really identified with i thought it was a great read so I definitely recommend that too um do you take anything away specifically yeah for sure and like you said you know for me it was the fact that it wasn't all like you said sunshine and rainbows and you know there especially towards the end you know with being you know the legacy and you know he I just love what his drive is, kind of what wakes him up every day that, you know, he's there to, you know, to help others on top of, you know, just creating his business and providing for his family. And I think it's key that we talk to those photographers that, you know, this isn't just a side hustle that, you know, he is the proof of what we talk about, you know, in every podcast that, you know, you can take this from a hobby to a career. You can support not only your family, but he has people working for him. So he's supporting all those families too with the work that he's doing. So, you know, for me, it was a, you know, I, the big takeaway for me was there, it's still possible to, you know, have a photography business in 2020 that can thrive. You know, he's, he's proof of it. Is it going to be easy? 
No, it's going to be a ton of work. But you know what? In the end, it's worth it when you can sit back. Not that you ever have time to sit back, but when you can sit back and just look at the fruits of your labor, to me, like it was like, okay, if I was listening to this podcast, you know, and I was just wondering about what to do next, it would be that kind of that pep talk to show, you know what? I can do this. If Logan can yep. do it, I can do it. Because he talked about how he started off. And I think a lot of people can. You know, they put themselves in there that same shirt, the shoes. They can identify with that exact same position, and you know, be or being in that position, and then just get to the end, that promised land of having a successful business. So, you know, overall for me, it was that. Yep, it still can be done. You know, and it was that just kind of that not justification. That's not the right word, but the reminder that the things that we're talking about, people can achieve. They absolutely can achieve. Absolutely, yeah. So if you if you didn't catch that last episode, the it was the Pines and Pixels. Go check it out. Our episode number eleven with Logan Deddy. It was a great episode. Um, and something I I after the episode, I was like, this is great. I want to keep doing more of these. I definitely think this is something that we'll continue to do in the future too. And we'll be bringing on other photographers. So if there's any photographers that you want to hear from, definitely let us know. We'd be happy to bring them on and have these conversations with them for sure. Um, but I guess what's uh, it's it's been a couple weeks now, TJ. So what's yeah. new with you? what's new in the world of pixel yeah so we've been gearing up um this has been a crazy week for launches uh as we record this the r5 and r6 launched yesterday with a ton of new lenses um sony had a new lens drop this week profoto announced that you can now use their strobes with your cell phone i mean it's been a bunch of awesome releases yeah so we've been covering those yeah and we just launched i want to say like 10 new classes that we're offering um, at the store. So everything from lighting 101 to podcasting 101 to video 101 into even more advanced topics uh, like business. I mean, we actually have a business class on starting your business. Uh, So, you know, we've just been trying to provide as many opportunities that we can for creators to further, you know, their knowledge, whether that is they want to take it to a career or they just want to sharpen, you know, sharpen the pencil, if you will. Uh, So we've been focused on that. I did want to give a shout out uh, to... Um, our newest marketing intern, Abby, she's been killing it lately. I know she's been working with you on a couple projects too, um, yep. but she's been a great asset to the team and helping us, you know, do even more and provide even more for, you know, the creative community in Northeast Ohio and further. So just wanted to give credit where credit's due that she has been kicking ass lately. So yeah, you guys are gearing up for a pretty busy month here um, as you approach the tail end of this one leading into Pixel Photo Fest, I'm sure I can only imagine, especially with uh, if you are listening and you're not from the Northeast Ohio area, we've been uh, kind of mandates have been reinstated for COVID and it's been a now we're all having to relearn and re figure out business models and stuff again because COVID's ramping up here. So um Pixel Photo Fest has now become a digital um, photo conference now, mm-hmm. and it's it's still going to be really awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I've got I blocked out my whole weekend, so I'm going to be trying to attend and watch as many classes as I possibly can. But um, I can only imagine how how much more frustrating that has become, and how much more busy you guys have become trying to coordinate all of that now that it's not in person and everything has to be done digitally. Yeah, it's been interesting. And I feel so. I've actually been pretty positive about the whole thing in that I know that I am learning along the way. And, you know, we have been, we've had the awesome fortune to have customers, you know, show grace during this whole entire process and be understanding for the most part. And, you know, I look at it as, you know, 
we're at an awesome time where we can not, I mean, all things considered, we're at an awesome time where we are doing something that people have never done before. And that is surviving and thriving during a pandemic. And I look at it as, you know, there's no business book that covers this, you know, no matter what program you're in. Um, even like my wife's in med school and even on the medicine side of this, you know, there's no, this is all, we're trailblazers. I mean, nobody's ever had to deal with what we're dealing with today. So I look at it as we're only going to be stronger. Uh, the conference is only going to get better. Um, it's forced us to learn new tools and techniques that are just going to help us create in the future. So, um, there'll be a whole episode on everything that we learned. And like I said, thriving during a during a pandemic, um, but yeah, we have we have the best customers around. I mean, I have, you know, they're in tune. A lot of them have, you know, they've been having to deal with the same things within their businesses. Um, and it's just kind of rolling with the punches and just being open and communicating openly with our customers has been kind of the saving grace through it all. Mm-hmm. Now, you now while we're doing all that, you're over chilling on a beach, I see. What, what's going on there? How is that? <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I I managed to find some time to fit in a vacation between wedding season for me picks up this month. My wedding season was a little delayed. I'm sure everybody's was with um, coronavirus, but mine's picking up this month. So managed to find some time to get a vacation in. So I actually have not been up to a whole lot since we last talked, except for that. This week has been insane. We uh, The car dealership that I've been shooting for, we purchased a very, very large collection of like 86 cars that we had to photograph all this week. So my week has just been madness and in the studio photographing cars like seven to 10 or more a day and just finding ways to fit those all in. And we, I mean, and we're still not done. So it's just been, it's been a crazy week for me, but um, I guess that's only fitting coming back from not doing anything for a week, sitting on a beach, reading books and hanging out, (laughs) drinking beer. And now I'm back to work going, you know, crazy over here. It was a abrupt change, but I'm I'm making do. And uh, this weekend, I'm looking forward to. I got a couple engagement sessions. I got a music video I'm filming, so I've got a full weekend ahead of me. Nice man. And I, I think that you know you just gave me an idea for a future episode too, and that is that disconnect. That you know, taking. I've always like even in my other podcast, it's all about like health and wellness. You know, I I look at it like an airplane where you have to take care of yourself first. There's a reason they have you put your mask on first before you put on anybody else's. And that goes back to taking a vacation, disconnecting. And that's why, you know, for the last couple of years, we've gone on cruises and that I love cruises because of that reason. I mean, I'm not going to get on a cruise ship anytime soon now, but (laughs) it forces you to disconnect. And I just came back so much more revitalized. I mean, you have time to actually read. I mean, there's just so much it can do for you and your business to take that rest, to take that pause. And I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah. Thank you. I am too. It's uh, it, I, like you just said, it's uh, one of the few times a year that I can actually make time just to specifically spend reading and trying to learn something and improve my business or, you know, get away from things. So it was, it was nice. Got to do it back to work now and keep things rolling. So what are we, uh, let, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so like I mentioned in the um, the intro, you know, we've talked a ton about like how we're going to set up our business, but we but that phone's not ringing. And I, if I were listening to this as my getting started guide or my road to success, I'd be kind of like, okay, this is I'm I'm working a lot on my business or in my business. You know what I mean? Like, let's get to it. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about networking because you you are phenomenal at networking first and foremost. Um, and like we were talking pre-show and I was like, you know, do you have any books to recommend? And you're like, no, I've just, just, it's come natural. 
which is which is awesome. And you've been able to build um, not only a business but strong friendships within a industry that you know there's a there's a ton of people. It's a huge industry, and you've been able to navigate that and make strong connections. And I think that you know this is our first chance to try to you know get customers coming in and we're, we're not talking about starting Facebook ads. We're not talking about, you know, cold calling people. We're not talking about printing off brochures as our first initial way to get business. The first thing is networking. And that's what I want to talk about today. So, um, getting right into it, like, I want to start with the approach to networking. Like, first of all, you know, what do you see? You know, let's start with that. What is networking, Justin? Like, what do you see networking as? Yeah. So like you said, like networking is to me has always been on the forefront. Like it's one of the most important things I I, networking and collaboration were the two ways that I got to where I am today in my photography journey and my business journey. Um, I realized very early on from the start that if I wanted this business to take off, that it was going to take more than just me to get it to take off. And I was going to have to develop uh, a network of people who were supporting me and believed in me and believed in what I was doing. And so I, within the first year of start, actually probably within the first four to six months of starting my business, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to do this. So I started doing these networking events, but, um, to me, it was all about connection and creating genuine face-to-face connections and, um, meeting new people. Um, you know, the combination of meeting new people and then connecting with them to a point of now you know them, you follow them on social media, you know what their specialties are, you've had a face-to-face conversation. I'm also really, like, I myself, with how much networking I do, have become really bad with names. But if I have a face-to-face conversation with somebody and it's a meaningful conversation, I'm going to remember that person. And I've, I've referred gigs, I've, you know, gotten gigs from other people, and made some really great connections just by connect, like meeting people in person and talking to them along the, you know, along the lines of people in the creative community. So to me, I guess that was a long way of getting to this, but networking is just meeting and connecting with people who are in the same industry as myself and that I can relate to on a business or photo or through photography. Absolutely. And that, that is a great definition of, um, Networking, but the only tweak I would say is, you know, you had mentioned with people in your industry, and I've always been a kind of equal opportunity networker in that, like, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll go to, like, I have a WordPress meetup uh, coming up soon because, you know, the web development side and like the coding and stuff, but chances are someone there probably needs photography for websites, and you can maybe make a connection with somebody there. You never know who's there. You know what I mean? It could be someone from right. Cedar Point that's their web developer, and they, you know, Hey, I know this photographer guy and, you know, and we're going to get into those little techniques and tips and stuff, but that would be the only change that I would make is outside of even just photography, you know, look for other marketing groups or networking opportunities as well, uh, just to meet people. So I want to go over kind of the approach to networking before we go into like, we have five go-to places for them. Uh, But the first one that I think is super important is be a giver. And what I mean by that is, when you first start getting into, you know, making connections or networking events, I always approach it with what can I do for you? 
or you know, even when like I pick up the phone and people call, hey, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? I, I don't look at networking groups of what have you done for me or what have you done lately. That's not how to approach networking. If that's how you approach networking, then don't even don't start. Like honestly, like mm-hmm. just get out of it and figure out a different way to do business because networking is all about building like you're building yourself up as someone that you know they can go to to solve their problems and you know you can be you know you being a giver is you know connecting them with people that is you know whether that's volunteering your services your knowledge whatever it is but i think you should approach networking as a giver yeah i think it's you're you're being a source of value to somebody else um in in whatever way that is and you know not money wise but if you know somebody that you know for example you're strictly a photographer but you met somebody who does video and you have a client who's you know a wedding client who's looking for a videographer that you're able to give that over to that videographer and create a that videographer is going to start thinking of you whenever someone needs a photographer now because that's the relationship you're building so it's building a relationship based on you giving and receive and not receiving you know don't do anything with the intention of you know expecting something in return, do it out of the goodness of your heart, because that's only going to add more to your business down the road. And I think that also just shows that you are genuine. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going into this and being a giver and not expecting anything in return, then you're going to be set up for success. Because if the moment that you get something back or you get that client or you get that job, whatever it is, it's going to mean so much more to you because you have the mindset of not even expecting it. I mean, you didn't go into it expecting that you were going to land this huge job, but then it falls in your lap because you did the work, you helped people, you were, you know, you volunteered your time to help solve their problems. And our second thing here is to have a genuine interest in meeting people. So there's been so many times where I've talked to people and they were like, yeah, this guy kept, you know, this guy or gal uh, kept showing up and, you know, all they wanted to do was get leads. And, you know, they, they didn't even like sit down at the table and talk to anybody. And, you know, to me, I think it's important that when you go to these events that you have a genuine interest that you want to make, you know, friends, partners, colleagues connections because if not then again you're gen you wear that on your sleeve you're you being genuine that is something that you just can't hide i mean it's you know it's mm-hmm. going to show no matter what so having that genuine interest in meeting people is something that's just going to help you be successful at marketing right like that guy that you were just talking about you don't want to be going in thirsting for something right like you don't you, in any way you don't want to be messaging somebody and they can immediately tell you're trying to sell them something or you don't want to be meeting somebody for the first time and you're shoving your business card down their throat and telling them, oh, you know, I can help you do this, this and this, like get to know the person, find out about them, make it the conversation. Even if the person approaches you, turn it back on them and find a way that you can make this conversation about them and find out more because that's going to be more meaningful to them. If you can actually create that genuine relationship with them right there on the spot, find a way things that you guys have in common, um, similar interests. And that's also going to help you remember who that person is because in a lot of cases, if you're at a networking event or something like that, or it's somebody you follow on Instagram, you may not see them for a significant amount of time. So building a more, organic and real relationship with a person in the first meeting is only help you down the road. Absolutely. And you brought up a really good point there. Very, if, if anybody missed it, there's a key word there and that's organic. 
you know, having an organic relationship, something that, you know, comes from, you know, comes naturally, if you will. It's something that, you know, it's not forced. It, it just happens. That's, that's what networking is all about is be creating organic relationships. And part of that is keeping in touch with people. That is key mm-hmm. is, you know, you can't just, you know, show up and then, you know, just forget about it until the next time you see each other. You know, you have to keep in touch with people. And that's one thing that, you know, like yourself, networking is not really, I mean, I guess it's less and less second nature now than it was early in either of my careers. Um, but I would always call people. Like I would always call and check in with them. And even still to this day, like I'll check in with people for a job that I left, you know, three, four years ago and just to see how they're doing. And, you know, I've, I've actually heard back like through the grapevine, like, I don't know how TJ does that. How does he remember to contact people? And the trick I have is like when I'm driving, like if I have a random like thought and like a person comes to mind, like I don't, even if I'm thinking about like a time and a place that I did something or a Facebook memory comes up, whatever it is, like something that triggers that person, some reason that entered my mind, I will text them right away and say, Hey man, I hope you're doing good. Or Hey, you know, I wouldn't say woman, but Hey girl, (laughs) I don't know what I would say, but Hey, I hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing well. You know, I hope that everything with Corona, like hopefully that will, you know, hasn't directly affected you in any way? How's business? Are you guys surviving? Are you thriving? And as soon as they come into my mind is when I call them. I don't write it down. I don't write it down. I, I just write then. I do everything in my power to, you know, reach out to that person. And, you know, to me, I, I think that helps when, you know, I need something. You know what I mean? That, you know, whether that's information for business, whether that's I need, you know, help with a job, if it's, any, like I have this strong network and that's going to, I'm going to work this in here somehow, the title, but your net worth is your network. And, you know, that's kind of like the last couple of jobs that I've gotten are based on that is, you know, the network that I have or, you know, because of networking, I was able to do X, Y, Z. Like my Panasonic job was a hundred percent networking. I'm sure there was people that were much more qualified than I was for that job, but I did the time I drove all the way to New York city just to do networking, just to get that job, just to make sure that I put myself at dinner with the people that would be hiring me. So I, again, I was very strategic with that and making sure. And then sure enough, I mean, that was September, October, and I was hired in December. So, I mean, a month, uh, you know, six weeks to, you know, six to eight weeks later, you know, I, I took that chance. I, you know, paid the money for a hotel. I flew into New York City and that was all part of that networking, you know, in order to make sure that I was at the right place at the right time. And part of that was because I kept in touch with people. I, you know, and I, in that case, I used the network to my advantage. You know, in that case, you know, it kind of goes against everything that we've talked about, not expecting anything. But then I used the network for my gain. You know, and I had put the time and I had put the deposits in over the many years that I've been in this industry that I can now, for the first time, take a withdraw. First time I can make a transaction with that network. And it landed me the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a great example of that. And um, with the don't expect anything in return, I think, you know, that is, I, I look at that based on individual um, individual actions or individual interactions. You know, ultimately, the, the goal of networking is to gain something out of it, right? A, a new client, gain some new, new perspective business or a, a, a new job someplace. Like the whole goal of it is to 
grow and gain something out of it. But I don't, you know, looking at it from an individual interaction perspective, I don't look to get anything out of that immediately. So I think, you know, that's that's totally fair. You know, you're, you're investing the time, you're investing the money, you're doing the networking to get you to that next job. You know, the, the goal is to get somewhere with that. So I, I think... When you're when you don't expect anything in return, look at it from a, a smaller perspective. Now, big picture, you want to be gaining something out of it, but in individual interactions or uh, conversations, don't look to be gaining something out of it there. Hundred percent. And then the next thing is to you know, as much as you should be a giver, I feel like you should be a connector as well. And this this is one thing that I've always excelled at is connecting people, and that comes with I might not know the person. Or I might not know how to do something, but I know the right person to talk to. And, you know, that's allowed me to, you know, connect, you know, people with jobs to, you know, in this case, you know, I know how to connect different people in order to get things done. And I've always been that connector of introducing people uh, to each other so that way they can help solve each other's problems. And, you know, that's one thing that I feel like you've done pretty well too, is you've been a connector with, you know, especially within our photo community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connections of, I mean, have been key to um, building my business and I've done that a lot through networking, but because I saw the value in that, that's why I started my own networking events with Cleveland creates. And um, I, I've seen connections that I, I had no, I, I never would have dreamed would have come out of it. I've saw models who have landed modeling contracts with large um, clothing retailers. I've seen um, models who have gotten contracts from them. I've seen photographers and videographers working together that now that they've met each other at an event, now that they're building off of each other, they're hiring each other back and forth for different shoots. So I, it as soon as I saw it starting to work for me, I'm like, this is bigger than just me. I have to expand that and help out the community because I was struggling so much when I first started to get clients and find people who were actually willing to pay for my services. And after hosting these events and putting myself in the kind of leadership position of a networking event, it it totally changed things for me. And all of a sudden I started getting looked at as a leader and people were coming to me, Hey, can you direct me to somebody who can do this? Or our organization gets messages. Hey, I have a video I need shot. Do you know anybody who does this kind of video um, you know, who, who can do a documentary video. And then I'm, I'm now that person who can redirect to whoever it is that can actually do that, whether it's myself or somebody else within the community, I try to divide it out and share the wealth there too, because there's like, you know, despite what people say about photography and videography being a hard career path to like turn or sorry, a hard path to turn into a career. There's plenty of work out there. Everybody needs it. And um, you know, just because I can do something doesn't mean I'm the right person to do it. But now I have these connections where I can redirect somebody to it, uh, somebody who may be able to do it better than I can. I agree. And you bring up a really good point that I've actually, that we haven't talked about and it's not in here, but like you said, you took over and became the leader of a networking group. And I did, you know, I look back and that's exactly what I did in the past too. Like I went to my first PPO conference or my second PPO conference and I saw that they were having some IT issues and I volunteered my time and said, Hey, I want to help. And then the, you know, by the end of that conference, I was volunteering to be, you know, on the board and help them with, you know, 
tech-related things as the tech chair. And then from there, you know, that matured to, you know, the local organization, which at the time was the Akron Society of Professional Photographers. You know, Mm -hmm. I took over as the president of that for a year and helped grow that organization. And, you know, that just opened up more and more doors for me as far as, you know, just having a stronger place in the, you know, in the industry, but also, you know, being the connector that I was, I was able to connect people with jobs and that ultimately, you know, again, when I was doing it, I didn't do it for any specific reason, but in the end, you know, it did help me get to where I am now. That's right. And the people, you know, when, when I started to build Cleveland Creates and this organization and these networking events, the people who stood out to me were the people who took that initiative like you did there and said, hey, you know, I want to volunteer my time. I love what you're doing. This community means a lot to me and I love being a part of it. How can I help make this better and bigger? And the people who kept coming back to me with that, I brought in, in and built them into the team and found roles for them within it. And now they're leaders in the community too. People look up to them and they're share, people are sharing their work and, um, you know, they, they, you know, they've been doing that as long, you know, they've, they've been involved for a long time. And I'm not saying, you know, that Cleveland creates got them to that point, but it definitely helps when you're in a leadership position, people start to look at you as a leader. Absolutely. And our last tip Listen twice as much as you talk, and I, th- I honestly think this is best, like for any <laughs> any like networking event or just you know in general in meetings. And there's a reason the old adage is there's a reason that we have two ears and one mouth, and that's because we should be listening twice as much. And I think that's key with networking events too, and you know mm-hmm. where you're not dominating the conversation, where you know you're listening to others. And this is something that I have to catch myself. A lot, like even on this podcast, you know, I feel like I talk too much. Um, but at these networking events, like you need to listen to others, and you know, don't just jump in and be like, "Oh, I can help you solve that. I can help you solve that." Tell me more, really, really. Tell me more. I want to know more about that. You know, was there a time? And just kind of get you want them talking more and more, and you want to build them up, and they and that way. When they leave, they were like, you know, he was not, he listened to me, you know. I mean, that's even with your clients are the same way, you know, right? Just think he or she listened to me and they helped understand my problems. And, you know, just listening more, I think, is something that people can be, you know, can implement right away and be more successful. Yeah, it's a great tip in, in general for just relationship building and maintaining is to always listen more than you talk and know when the right time to talk is because there is a time where you, you may need to chime in and actually offer more advice and you know you can't always just listen but be smart about it and know when somebody's talking to you be engaged and listen to them and continue the conversation you know conversation is a skill that the and it's something that takes work to do. I mean, I try to improve on mine as I think about it constantly, actually, um, the way I converse and how I talk and I, I'm working on certain things myself, but that that comes with it too. So, well, conversation is a skill set and you may have to practice at it. You might not be perfect at it the first time, but the more that you use it, the more kind of networking events you attend or the more face-to-face interaction you have with people, coffee, going out or sorry, I should say going out for coffee or going out to get a drink with somebody and just talking about their business or their passions, let them talk and you, you just contribute when it makes sense to you. It's a, it's a great tip and just in general with even personal relationships that you might have. Absolutely. And I'm going to take, I was going to say, I'm going to take my own advice and I'm going to let you take it from here, especially for that first one. Yeah, no. So, um, 
now we'll we'll dive kind of into the the meat of this episode. Our our five go to places for networking. So these are things that TJ and I have feel have helped us um, develop our network and our networking skills. And first and foremost, and probably the most obvious one that I think everyone's thinking of is social media. Social media is a great connector. It's probably where you have, well, hopefully where you have met many people in the industry, whether that be models or other photographers or other business mentors that actually may be outside of the industry itself, but great place for connecting with other people. So my first place that I've actually just started to use more this year. This is something that I haven't prior to this year didn't give much weight to, but have seen um, seen how it's helped other people's businesses grow. And now I'm trying to be more active, but that is using Facebook groups. So um, Facebook groups are a great way to connect with people. Uh, that may be in your industry or maybe are within a certain niche. So um, for one, I this year joined Cleveland or Northeast Ohio Weddings, which is a uh, basically a group for brides who are planning weddings in Northeast Ohio. And that's allowed me to connect with um, brides, grooms, other vendors, um, other photographers, and has actually landed me a couple of jobs this year because they've seen my work on the page. They've seen my blog posts on the page and it's allowed people to connect with me without actually being friends with me or visiting my Facebook page. And, um, one of our friends also started a, a Cleveland. Well, he didn't start it. He's now the admin of it. Sam Young, give him a little shout out here, but, um, Cleveland photo nerds. So it's a great little group of Cleveland photographers who all connect and share photos and critique each other's photos. And it's, uh, it's grown and there's a lot of good activity on that as well. And And like you said, I want to, I mean, almost like stop the podcast, go find Sam Young. If you want to know how (laughs) to connect, if you want to be a connector networker, that dude is a maniac from, he hustles. Yeah, from doing meetups with you know dancers in the streets of Cleveland to kayaking trips with other photographers, camping. I mean, the dude is always—he's a social butterfly, I swear. And he creates—he puts together some awesome events that cost no money, and people can just come, shoot, hang out, have fun. So you know, definitely mad props to Sam Young for you know you and him are just hustling the Cleveland creative scene. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's funny. We've uh, him and I have talked a few times because he his audience is uh, towards the older side of photographers. You know, people in their maybe forties, fifties, and then I've got a, a bunch of people in my network that are all younger. And we're like, how do we find a way to make all these people connect? Because there's a slight disconnect there, and it's something that we hopefully down the line we'll put in the works. But yeah, he's a he's also a great connector in the Northeast Ohio area. He's a good guy to know and a great photographer also. Um, but when it comes to social media, there's a few other things that I think are great ways to, um, promote yourself or network and try to make new connections on it. So, um, referrals are always great offering some sort of maybe incentive to your clients to refer other people to you. Um, or, you know, you might've seen, I I saw a bunch of them. Oh, probably right before coronavirus started. Um, but people inviting, or people were inviting me to like their friends' pages. Um, so that's another kind of referral there that 
you know, you can start connecting with people that you've never even met before, but your friends know, and they're referring them to you like, Hey, you need to check out so-and-so they're a great photographer. Go, go check out their page and like their page. Great way to make new connections, running contests. We just did this for my studio, um, to network and meet some new photographers in the area or some people who weren't following our page, make them aware of our new studio. We ran a contest this week for, two free hours of studio time. All you had to do was tag a new uh, tag a photographer and send us a message saying that you were interested in it. So now we've made connections with a whole bunch of other photographers in this area and they're aware of our studio space and we're giving in, we're, you know, our goal is to increase our rentals at our studio, but we're not expecting to get any rentals because we ran this contest. You know, we're not expecting that to come in. So we're giving, expecting nothing in return for a long-term gain of hopefully people knowing we have a studio and when they need a studio, they'll come back to us. Um, and then tagging and sharing, I think is another great way, encouraging people to share your work or tag people in your work on social media. So you did an engagement session, make sure you add the bride and groom on Facebook and then tag them in their photos because that allows them to share it to their page where other people are going to see the work that you did for them. And that's going to connect you to them and you to all of their um, network as well. And the last thing is huge. This is how I built up my audience on social media, at least specifically on Instagram, but to engage with other users' content. Um, be a social butterfly, like TJ said, like Sam Young does. Just go out there and talk to people, comment, leave, you know, leave positive feedback where you can and establish online relationships because when you meet in person, then they put a face with you. Then they can, you know, know, Oh, this is the person who's always commenting on my photos and liking my photos and sending me messages and responding to my stories. They're going to link onto that. And it shows that you're supporting them and they're going to want to support you right back. hundred percent. And I really feel like that is similar to the things that we talked about above where that has to be genuine. Has that engagement has to be genuine. You have to care about others. Just liking and generic comments or setting up like an auto like bot. That's not what we're talking about. Like actually right. engage with users' content and you know, set up, you know, hey, that was awesome. Shoot next time you go out, let me know. I would love to go check out that spot with you. Or hey, if you ever, you know, are practicing lighting again, let me know. I would love to, you know, connect or you know, whatever that is, be meaningful with that engagement. Don't just do it blindly. Yeah, no, no nice, not like nice pick, you know, engage with them, you know, ask questions, you know, offer real compliments. Love how you use the lighting here. That hair light absolutely is gorgeous and it totally separates you from them. You know, create conversation in your engagement. Don't just throw out, you know, cliches or, um, I got to think of a word for it, but, you know, worthless comments that just aren't don't add value to their page. It doesn't add value to you as an individual. Take some time out of your day. It takes 15 seconds to write a meaningful comment on somebody's post that you like. And that's only going to add value to you as a person in the long run. 100%. And going from social, the social street to main street, uh, this is where I've found uh, myself and other businesses that I've worked with have found a lot of success, and that is with local chamber chamber of commerce, as well as Main Street organizations. And this is one thing. My sister has a 
uh, clothing boutique in Ashland, Ohio. And this is where I would say she's probably had the most success because she's, you know, a member of chamber. Um, they'll do contests and, you know, she'll always be winning those contests because she puts in the work. Um, and then there's also a main street organization in Ashland, which is, you know, a department of chamber of commerce, but then she actually started her own, which is main street shop owners. It was a, it started off as a Facebook group and it's grown so much that they had like during the holiday season, they had, um, like signs all throughout Ashland about shopping local. And, you know, that got, you know, her face in the uh, newspaper. And I mean, it's just because she put in the time and the work with these local organizations, it's opened up a ton of different opportunities for her. So she has a clothing boutique, but a big part of her business is also with uh, embroidery and screen printing and creation of, you know, custom, you know, clothing. And so, you know, businesses need custom clothing. They need, you know, unique, you know, whether that's a can koozie to a Yeti cup to give to employees, you know, she's able to do all that stuff. And because she's involved with these, you know, different organizations, she's able to generate a lot of business and different opportunities come up at local chamber, you know, where they'll do, like she was part of a leadership Ashland where, you know, she was, you know, it was classes that took place, but that connected her with a another echelon of leadership that, you know, just opens it up to her business and introduced her business, you know, to these individuals. So, you know, my sister Megan, her, uh, her store is Whoopsie Daisy Boutique, but you know, she's been a master net networker when it comes to these localized events. And another one that does a really good job is Isaac Coffee, um, who's also in Ashland, where my sister is. Um, but he, you know, volunteers for the local chamber of commerce for photos and doing some video work and, you know, just trying to, again, being a giver. And it just keeps your name in front of the people, you know, that people that matter. And the fact that you're taking that time, like these are businesses that have been in business for a long time and, you know, it's your local chamber of commerce. So it's exactly what the name says. Like all the commerce in the city goes through the chamber in that, like, this is the one organization. If you do know other local organizations, it's one that you really should be a part of. And that's what, even with pixel connection, you know, through all this craziness, like we haven't, been able to, you know, chamber hasn't been meeting. Um, but as soon as we can meet again, like that's something that in my position, I'm going to start taking a lot more active role in and being part of the discussion here in Avon, Ohio, you know, as a camera store, as a camera brand, um, you know, a camera store that is localized here and just have those conversations with other city leaders, because who knows that might turn into the police department saying, Hey, you know, we need 50 new cameras or a real estate agent saying, Hey, do you know any photographers that do land or that do real estate photography? And then I can connect those people with photographers of our store. You know what I mean? So I think that local chamber and main street are great organizations to be a part of. Yeah. I, uh, I can't really speak to, I've not had any experience with that, but it's, it definitely sounds like, you know, it makes sense. You know, you're getting yourself out there in front of other businesses and potential clients and, more referrals. It's, it's an, it's essentially a, in a way, a networking event, you know, you're connecting with new people that could potentially connect you with somebody who may be a client or a cu potential customer. So definitely see the the benefits to checking into that. And especially if you're in a small town, um, if you're in a small town and you can get involved with that and get to know some of the more successful business owners in the area, I can only see how that, I don't even see how that wouldn't be a benefit. So that's a great tip. So next we have uh, checking out local and national networking events and trade shows. Now this is 
like 100%, I think why I've seen success within the Northeast Ohio area is because of my efforts in attending and hosting local networking events, um, not trade shows really, but networking events is allowed me to meet so many new people. And like I mentioned previously, um, it has allowed me to become more of a leader in the, you know, the, at least in the 20 something year old group of uh, photographers and people who are aspiring to become photographers. Um, it's a great way to meet new people. It's a great way to meet, you know, even at these events, I think the best part about our Cleveland creates events is that they are not just photography specific. I've met, um, you know, I have met photographers, but I've also met models and I've met, met casting directors. I've met um, creative directors. I've met other business owners. I've met fashion brands. Like I've been able to meet people who are potentially going to be my customers at these events. So it's it's definitely huge. Not only are you making connections within your industry, but there's a chance that you could be making connections outside of your industry that could lead to more work. I know that and for some people... Going out and to these events solo and not knowing anyone who's going to be there can be kind of cause anxiety and nervousness and be a reason why you don't want to attend these. But I promise you that in most cases, they are very open communities of people. They're there to meet people, connect and uh, develop new relationships. And if you have an interest in doing that, they're a great way to go out there and do it. I promise you it's going to be maybe a little nerve wracking as soon as you get there, but you're going to open right up as soon as you get to start talking to people who share similar viewpoints as you, um, similar passions as you, and you can go from there and build more relationships. Now you can probably speak from a trade show and a more national event perspective than I can. Yeah. So uh, early on, I started going to WPPI, which is the wedding and portrait photographer international conference. And that to me was the first time I connected with people on, on all coasts. I was going to say the West Coast, but honestly, like I met people that were East Coast as well because it is kind of, you know, nationwide and worldwide. But those are some of the connections that, you know, I hold true to this day. And if you look at our speakers, uh, the ones that I want to call attention to for uh, PhotoFest are Jen and Travis Stitt. And they are, you know, I met them in the first WPPI that I went to. Uh, we were at this event called Fancy Hotel Bombing, where we would photograph models until we got kicked out of Vegas hotels. And if you've never been <laughs> to Vegas, they don't even they don't even let you take a camera in there. Like the, the security will be on you so fast as soon as you bring out that camera and take a photo. Uh, they are just, I mean, wow. it's crazy. So when you take a model and lighting gear in there, I mean, you're not in that hotel for very long. And <laughs> You know, I met them on that event, and you know, at that time, my wife was actually with me. She went to the um, model event with me, and like, I just got back. Uh, I just got back. Well, it was like January, where I went to their vow renewal in Disneyland. Like, we became friends. We've stayed in touch, and now they're speaking at PPF as well. So that was a connection that I made there. And anytime that I have questions about, you know, the wedding photography business, whether it's and, and for them, like it's just as much shooting it as the business side because they're excellent at both. You know, I have that resource that I can call on, especially when it comes to, you know, like legal matters and stuff like. They're just really, really good at it. And it's because I went to this national conference that I met you know, this crowd of people. And the same thing is true with, you know, the connections that I have across the industry. I mean, I remember going out and, you know, starting off with, you know, just one person and introducing me. And I would always, 
make it a goal that every WPPI that I went to, I would meet and create and foster a relationship with five people. And that five people, you know, after three years, that's 15 people at the bare minimum. But those five people mm-hmm. introduced me to more people, more people, more people. And that allowed me to, you know, just again, network into the Panasonic job uh, and have like when we were doing those live streams every day here at Pixel Connection, it was because of those connections that I made while I was, you know, really, really part of the photo industry at, you know, as just a, you know, cautious observer when I was just an attendee at those conferences and those relationships I made, they came through and they were able, you know, they allowed me to present content that, you know, no other camera stores were were able to do because they were relationships that I had made going to these national events and these national trade shows. Yeah, that's uh, that actually reminded me that at Pixel Photo Fest last year specifically, and um, back when I was in college, I attended Photo Plus and Imaging, and I admittedly back then was not super into, you know, I was a young college kid, and I didn't even know what my place was in those events, but I didn't make a whole lot of connections while there. Um, but last year at Pixel Photo Fest, I went to Scott Robert Lim's um, uh presentation and really connected with what he was saying. And I could totally understand where he was coming from. I felt like we shared a lot of the same views. So I went up to him after his class and I waited in a line. There's a few people there and was asking him because he had mentorship programs and he has some, uh, he does some travel photography um, events where he'll take 10 or 15 photographers to places like Cuba or Paris, or um, I don't even know. He's been to so many places, but they go and they just shoot and they connect. And while I was speaking with him, I met two other people. One lady had come from New York and a, a guy um, who was about my age who had come from Pennsylvania to the uh, to Pixel Photo Fest. And I went and had lunch with them and made connections with them. We shared business cards. We got to exchange phone numbers. And uh, admittedly, I haven't had too much follow up with them. But that's an example of, you know, at a trade show networking event where I was able to connect with people from out of state. And then actually Scott Robert Lim has become my, uh, one of my wedding mentors. So he's helping, helping me build my wedding business up and get it to a point where it's, you know, it's making me more money than I'm currently making off of it. And it, you know, so that's all connections that I've made by just attending these similar events, like you said at WPPI, but this was just with pixel photo fest, which is a local event, um, that attracts national attention from speakers to people traveling across state lines just to come check it out. Um, and that, that's the best part about this year, I think, is you can watch it from anywhere without having to travel. Like you can attend all the events. They're going to be recorded. And, you know, unfortunately, the face to face interaction is going to be more limited, but it's still a great opportunity to be able to connect with these speakers and engage with them in chats and things like that, that you just will not have that opportunity otherwise. Hundred percent. And you were talking about um, Scott Robert Lim being a mentor. Another place that, if you're wondering, like where can you get a mentor uh, score, is an awesome uh, networking group slash mentorship group, and you can find that at uh, score.org. S C O R E dot org. And basically, this is um, business professionals that have that are retired that volunteer their time to help small businesses. So, you know, you'll find CEOs of companies or CMOs or financial, you know, accountant CFOs that no longer, you know, they're just looking to fill their time and help 
young businesses, help businesses that are just starting up. And, you know, basically they offer their services at no cost. And if you actually go to their website, they have a ton of webinars as well that, you know, if you are looking for that style of content or you're looking for that mentor, definitely take a look at SCORE. And I think that's an important one to grow your business, but also network into, you know, if they're a CEO, chances are they know people and they're more likely to recommend you for those photo jobs or those video jobs to their CEO friends or people that they know in the business. Cool. I'm going to have to check that out because I've never used that before or heard of it, but that's a very interesting organization. Um, And then our final place to go for networking, um, and we kind of talked about it just a second ago when we were talking about the networking events, but professional organizations. So um, a lot of professional organizations will host those networking events and trade shows, but professional organizations like PPA are are great are great connectors for photographers and videographers for you to meet new people um, and potentially expand your business um, by learning and engaging in um, classroom settings and uh, educational. Mm, I don't know what word I want to use, but like in education from them, um, they're great tools. PPA is something, actually, I'm right now looking into it. Um, I'm really wanting to attend imaging this year. I've not actually joined PPA, but there's some advantages to joining it. Um, you know, PPA specifically offers insurance, they offer contracts, and they have a lot of great resources for photographers that, um, you know, on the business side of things that maybe I'm not too knowledgeable on that I can grow and learn from them by joining PPA. So that's something that I'm looking into doing this year. Um, and you brought up PPO and um, APP. Well, I forget what you said, the Akron one. Uh, it used but, to be called um, ASPP. Now it's PPNEO. Got it. Okay. So I've, uh, I went to PPO last year, their um, event that was, or wasn't last year, maybe two years ago, but either way, that was the first time I'd ever been to that and you've served on the board. So I'm sure you can also add a little bit more value into how that worked out for you and, um, things that you saw going on within the organization. Yeah. I think professional organizations like PPA, ASPP, even at the local level, um, they're sadly, they're dwindling and they're getting smaller and it just kills me because I think that we should be focusing on them and growing them stronger because there's so much misinformation on the internet and, you know, being not that there's not misinformation face to face, but, you know, having that local group of people that you can trust. I mean, I can give you probably 20 different stories from PPO on photographers, helping photographers. I mean, for example, Brent Watkins, he's out of Akron. Uh, he served as kind of a mentor to me. He, um, had a studio broken into and he had shoots the next day and he had all of his gear replaced the next morning before his shoot wow. from friends that all lended a hand that had an extra body. Oh, I have an extra lens or I don't need that lens right now. And, you know, and then there was, you know, me at the time I was switching to Sony. And so I was like, dude, this is what I'm going to get on, you know, in trade in. Like, if you just want to buy it, like I'd rather give it to you than that. So again, it was a connection that was had because of the PPO, but at the local, or I'm sorry, at the national level, PPA does offer other benefits. Like you were saying with the national conference, with the, um, the uh, insurance is awesome. And they offer different types of insurance as well as part of your membership. And, you know, if something ha- they're also advocate- advocating on Capitol Hill for you as well as photographers when it comes to your copyright. And there's just so much that those organizations can provide, but they mm-hmm. are 
quickly being forgotten about and it kills me and that's why you know I do everything I can to try to promote those events and that's why if you go to pixelconnection.com you're going to notice on the bottom that we are a corporate sponsor of the PPA because it is an organization that we believe in that we want to be around longer. I mean, that cost us a lot of money and, you know, we wanted to show our support for that organization to say, you know, we believe in PPA, we believe in photographers, we believe in the creative community. And that's why we're a corporate sponsor because we want to do our part to make sure that they stay around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's unfortunate because um, a lot of these offerings that they, well, a lot of the things that these organizations offer are being overlooked, especially by newer photographers who are growing up in an age of social media and don't see the benefit necessarily, or maybe you're unaware of the benefit to it. But um, you guys being an organization who was sharing consistently through coronavirus, providing value to people who were unable to work and trying to find ways to grow their business. And then PPA was doing the same thing. PPA opened up their entire catalog of education for free to anybody who wanted to learn during coronavirus. They knew that photographers were going through a tough time. They wanted to open up and open up all their resources and their connections and these high value classes that people pay money to attend and we're giving it away for free to you know just anyone. All you had to do was sign up. I signed up for it and I listened to a handful of classes over the course of the time. I mean, this is these are great organizations that can not only provide you with new connections, but also can give you additional value to your business as well. So they're definitely worth looking into. Absolutely. And another one um, that I personally don't have a direct connection to, um, but someone that I know did really, really well with it. And that's a BNI group. And I believe it's Business Networking International. Uh, but it's all about creating leads. And it was almost to the point, like these type of events, these are like intense networking events in that, you know, you have to bring a lead with you or like, it's just, it's interesting because they are 100% based on leads and they bring in speakers. I mean, it's a good group to be a part of, but it is 100% lead driven. And if you go to their website, which is bni.com, you know, they talk about how, you know, they were able to generate $16.7 billion in member generated business through 12.2 member referrals. And there's 270 global members and 9,500 global chapters. And, you know, BNI is the professional business networking group. I mean, this is one that, you know, you have to be a, it's a paid group, if I remember correctly. Uh, But there are a couple that are located in the Ohio area, but they are based on, you know, generating leads, paying leads, and just creating opportunities for all the members. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to look into that too. That sounds like an interesting group. Cool. Um, and I see you have meetup.com listed here too. I've not used that either, but um, you have any experience with that? I do. So I, I mentioned the um, WordPress meetup that I'm going to. Um, I think it's next week or the week after. Uh, but if you go to meetup.com, it was it's like the original before like Facebook events and Facebook groups and stuff. Uh, but there are still a ton of meetups that happen out in the um, through you know through this group, and there's different like categories or. Um, different things that you're interested in. Um, there's, you know, young professionals groups that meet. I know for sure in Cleveland, um, it's like a Taco Tuesday type of group where, you know, it's just, you know, business professionals under 40 come and hang out and kind of network and like have a drink after work type of thing. Uh, there's that to, you know, different, you know, 
greater Cleveland, um, you know, like in this case is real estate agents, you know, that's, so me looking at this, I would reach out to this group. It's the Cleveland, Ohio real estate and be like, Hey, my name's TJ Houston. I was wondering if you guys would have me, I want to do a presentation on how to take kick-ass real estate photos with your iPhone. Like that's how I would appreciate That's how I would approach that group being that Mm -hmm. giver and going in and saying, this is what I want to do. And then a follow-up one would be like, Hey, let's, if you want, Oh, you guys really like that. Let's do one on video. Video sells so much more. And then, you know, so that's again, giving. And then I would maybe do a third one be like, Hey, you know, I work with pixel connection, you know, they're, they're the, um, camera store that I go to. And I know they have drones and stuff. Do you want me to reach out to them and see if like they have anybody that can come out and talk about drones? So then you're that connector. So again, that's how I would appreciate, you know, how I would approach the meetup groups because they're all different areas. You know what I mean? They're all different businesses that have nothing at all to do with photography. I mean, they do have some photography ones in there, but that's not how I would appreciate, you know, how I would approach meetup. I would be looking at this as far as like network after work, virtual networking. So two o'clock Tuesday, July 21st, this one I believe is a virtual one. So like right now, you might as well just hit all these. Like, why not? I mean, it's not going to cost you anything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually um, that's a really good tip. Um, and on how you went about presenting the value because coming into that group and saying, "Hey, I'm a photographer. Or I'm an aspiring real estate photographer. I'd love to come in and connect with these realtors." You're that in itself is a red flag because. You're coming off like, hey, I I want I'm hungry and I want some sales. Let me connect with your realtors. And you don't want to come off like that. You know, you want to be offering value in that way, like TJ just said. Hey, I want to show you guys how you can take better iPhone photos of your listings or how you can take better videos of your listings. And instead of now you're looked at as the expert because you're educating them on how to do it better. But you're not, and if they do need professional photos, guess who the person who did the photos on their phone is going to contact? They're going to contact you because you refer you were your own referral in that way. So don't come into it looking for again back to the don't expect anything in return. Go in offering value, be that giver, and then down the road those returns will come. Absolutely, and there, there's plenty of other things. These are just some of the ones that we think are, you know, some of the most important. I mean, LinkedIn is one that you should definitely be keeping an eye on. Uh, that's where professionals are for sure. They even have pro services where you can sign up as a headshot photographer, and people can request that. But even the networking side, you know, you can. That's where I would be putting articles like that one I talked about with real estate. Like I'd be like real estate headshots. I mean, whatever my business is, is where I would be putting out there and I would just be giving, I would be giving so much right now. I would be educating as much as I can and using my skills. Even now, like you can do remote training super easy. So all you have to do is a presentation and set up a zoom call with that, you know, Northeast Ohio real estate group. Like they're looking for that ways to, you know, support their members. Why aren't you that person? Right. Yeah. Offer all the value you can. Cool. Cool. So that's our five go-to places for networking. We covered social media, local chamber of commerces and main street organizations, local and national networking events and trade shows, score.org, professional organizations like PPA, PPO, PPNEO, if you're in Ohio, um, BNI, which is another national organization and meetup.com. So Definitely take those tools, those strategies, and use them to your advantage. 
Um, and our action items for today, TJ, what have we got for people um, in terms of what they can do once they leave listening to this episode? Absolutely. So first and foremost, search for, if you do nothing else, at least search for a group that pertains to your niche and join them. For example, you know, Justin talked about Northeast Ohio weddings, um, Cleveland, Ohio photo nerds. Uh, we have our own groups, like we have the Fuji Fam, where it's like a bunch of Fuji shooters, and we, you know, share our love for Fuji. So, just find mm-hmm. a group, like start with one, and like we could talk about this topic forever. I feel because, like, just don't try to join all these things. Pick one and master it. You know, if it's going to be the meetups, if it's going to be, you know, the PPA, what whatever it is, like master it before you move on. Don't spread yourself too thin. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to. You know, abide by the rules that we shared at the beginning, which is where you're keeping in touch with people, you're creating real connections. Like, just focus on the one that you feel is most important for your niche, and just give it all you have. I'll give it all you got for that different group. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying there, but like, focus all your attention on that one. There we go. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. You know, be a, a master of one. You know, um, and then grow from there. As soon as you get one down, and you feel comfortable keep moving forward so our next action item is look for a um, local meetup a mixer a networking event that's taking place in your area right now might be tough with coronavirus going on but there's a lot of uh, organizations that are doing digital networking events digital meetups i've seen some videographers that i follow that have been doing um, zoom calls every weekend and connecting with more and more videographers so they're out there do some research, maybe even, maybe it's in one of those Facebook groups that you join and you see that they're doing one, or maybe you yourself can start one and become a leader in that group. Um, you know, Sony user group on Facebook post in there. Hey, would love to have a zoom call with anyone who wants to be a part of it this Friday at 8 PM. Let's get on, um, have a drink and let's talk about Sony. Let's get to know each other and talk about our favorite cameras. Um, you know, be, you can be that person in that, um, if you don't have anything that you find by searching, and then and you just lastly, gave me an amazing, amazing idea for my Fuji film group. I'm going to do Fuji Fridays, five o'clock on Fridays. There you go. <laughs> Done. Tra- trademark that. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we have figure out how you're going to stay connected. So get into good habits with connecting with people. Like TJ said, he was calling people. Find a way that you can continue to stay connected with these people that you um with these people that you're growing with and um, meeting online or in person, message them on social media. These, you know, have a Fuji Friday where you guys all get online and you guys can can talk regularly on a regular basis, you know, figure out uh, what's going to be a good habit for you with maintaining these relationships in the long run. And lastly, we've got recommended reading and both of these, I think we might've talked about one of them on a past episode, but both uh, recommendations from TJ. So what do we got here? So the first one, if you don't have this book, message me, just social at thepixelconnection.com. I will send you a copy. I will buy it on Amazon and gift it to you because I think it's that important. <laughs> um, also, it's only 99 cents on Kindle, so I don't. it's not that much of a risk on my end. Uh, but How <laughs> to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. If you read no other book on business or listen to any other book on business, this has to be the one. This talks about making connections. It talks about using people's names. It talks about just... Again, getting people to talk and ask them more questions. It covers everything that you need to know about this topic. And just, I mean, society in general. Like, I feel like everybody, you know, in the world should read this book. And I feel like we would probably communicate a lot better. There would be less issues. Um, But definitely win friends and influence people. And then the other one is Never Eat Alone, which goes into... um, 
a gentleman's journey who basically through networking and connecting um, went to Yale and has a Harvard MBA and has connections in Hollywood all from you know making these point-to-point connections and you know in the book he talks about you know basically his follow-up routine and how to stay connected and those things that we said were super important uh, are all covered in Never Eat Alone. So you can find those links in our show notes, which are um, in, you know, in the podcast episode, but you can always email uh, social at thepixelconnection.com and we can share that with you as well. Definitely. So TJ, where can uh, people find you online if they have any questions about today's episode or any of the past episodes? How can we find you? Absolutely. So this week, I kind of want to plug the uh, Ohio Fuji Fam. That is a new. It's like two weeks old. It's in its infancy. Uh, so I do want to direct people there if they're Fuji shooters. Uh, if not, underscore TJ Houston on Instagram is a great way to get a hold of me. But if you just do a search for TJ Houston, you'll find me. It's easy. To, I'm easy to find. How about yourself? Where can we find you? What's going on this week? Um, I'm also pretty easy to find too. Uh, what's up? I'm Justin on all social networks. Just look for what's up. I'm Justin. I'm sure you'll find me. Um, JustinGamblePhotography.com. If you want to look at my website, feel free to send a direct message or an email, fill out a form. Let's have a conversation. I actually had somebody, um, fill out a form the other day and just say, Hey, can we just get coffee sometime and talk? And I, you know, I'm an open book. So whenever we can do that, I'm definitely down. So feel free to reach out to TJ or myself. We're, we're both open books when it comes to anything business related or photography related. We'd love to connect with you guys in any way that we can. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. TJ, thank you so much for hopping on and filming this with me. I think this is a great insightful episode into building your network into your net worth. Absolutely, man. It was fun talking pixels and I hope everybody has an awesome week. We'll see you.